0: On today's show, the manager and benefactor of the trust fund, Jared Silverclay. That's right. This is trust
1: fund benefactor, Jared Silverclay, And today, the Mike Rand Show is officially trust fund approved. <laughs>
0: On today's show, from Northeast Wrestling, he's the manager and benefactor of the Trust Fund, Jared Silverclay. Hey, Jared, how are you? I am doing great, especially
1: considering you did pronounce my name correctly, which I can't say that for people who've interviewed me, people who've come up to me at shows, even ring announcers half the time. So (laughs) pat yourself out on the back. You you got a couple points right out of the gate. Trust Fund approved, right?
0: So far, so far. Okay, good. We'll see
1: how you finish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the first thing I want to ask you is, how did you get started in wrestling and become a manager?
1: Well, I, I've told the story a few times, and um, I kind of took a very unconventional path. I started in wrestling as a ring announcer um, when I was about 16 or 17 years old. Uh, basically, uh, there was um, a promotion that used to run the NEW Arena in Bethany before Northeast Wrestling uh, made it. It's home. Uh, There was another promotion. And just as it uh, just so happened that that place was down the road from my high school, I had friends who knew some of the wrestlers um, on the card, got in touch with the promoter, Um, I started doing ring announcing for a few years, um, hung around, um, ended up doing commentary, interviewing backstage, everything you could think of, until mid 2017, all of a sudden, the opportunity came about to uh, manage on a Northeast wrestling show, Uh, basically, um, a guy who was supposed to be managing Wrecking Ball Ligurski that night um, ended up getting injured and the spot opened up. So it was kind of like, hey, sink or swim, let's see if you can pull this off. And it was pretty much a hit right out of the gate. Ended up doing back to back events that weekend in Waterbury and um, over in uh, Rockland, uh, New York. And ever since then, it's just kind of been off to the races. Um, so I guess I just reached my
0: four year mark earlier this summer and uh, we've been going strong ever since. Awesome, congrats. So did you have any experience or background in doing that before you got started in this? Or did you do any studying and like interviewing or anything? Well,
1: I wanted to get into sports
0: casting. Uh,
1: That was the dream for a while, being a sports announcer. Um, I mean, I remember doing like PA for Little League when I was in high school Um, And then when I I went to college to study journalism, so I kept up doing wrestling on the side. I thought I I didn't think I was really going to pursue wrestling full time uh, when I was um, in that role. I just thought it was something fun to do on the weekends. I thought it was cool because I was a fan of wrestling um, and I thought it was good public speaking experience. Um, I definitely wanted to get as much like announcing experience as I possibly could. Um, I mean, I, I was I was I was a sports writer for a couple of years out of college as well. So that was kind of the, that like sports casting path was something that I was interested in going, uh, a route I was taking a route I was interested in taking. And then all of a sudden, once, um, the managing opportunity came about, my focus totally shifted, uh, because I was just having such a blast, uh, cutting promos and playing a character and being able to be more larger than life as, uh, compared to just being the straight man. So, um, it's definitely, uh, it's something that I'm really glad, um, uh, I was able to find um, as far as uh, that opportunity goes, because it's just, I felt so much more at home in that role. And it's been so much more fun for me.
0: And you mentioned that you watched wrestling growing up. Uh, who were your favorite wrestlers growing up?
1: Um, it's funny uh, when people ask this, uh, because just because like my character has always been like, so like cartoonish, uh, you know, flamboyant over the top. Um some people might be surprised to find out that I actually uh, was more drawn to the uh, the in ring uh, technical wrestling initially cuz I didn't even become a wrestling fan until I was in high school like 13 14 years old was when I started watching and I was drawn to guys like Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels um Early, um, you know, uh, before he signed with WWE, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, watching his old um, stuff on the indies was absolutely, in Japan, was blowing my mind. Um, I was really into Japanese wrestling for a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was just like soaking up um, these like marathon matches. And that's what initially like kind of drew me in. Uh, but I also, you know, had, an, you know, a real thing for the promos. Uh, so like when I went back to, because I, I had to play the catch-up game, right? Because I started watching wrestling so late, I had to kind of, um, go back in retrospect to catch up on the attitude era. And I was, um, obviously like, you know, a big stone cold and rock guy, I just like anybody probably more partial to stone cold. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like the blend of everything, but if I had to say one favorite was probably Shawn Michaels. Cause I thought he was the total package.
0: Yep. And it's funny too, because just like I watched wrestling growing up and then I stopped for a period of time, And then started back up around 2010 again. So I missed that whole Attitude Era, all that stuff. Like I did not. Oh, really? Yeah. So I started 2000 on. And then I want to say I originally started like around 1985 to 1990. And then I stopped for a while again, watched a little again. And like, like, (laughs) so I missed a big chunk of stuff. And now the past, you know, how many years, the past decade I've been watching. So I, I missed some stuff there. But sure, um, sure. with the current stuff out now, with AEW, WWE, all these new organizations popping up, who are some of the people that you really think are great on the wrestling scene and who you think we should all be looking out for?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, uh, as of late, um, you know, really always been a huge fan of Kenny Omega's work, and, and I'm just really happy to see him uh just kicking ass at the top of aew because he was a guy who like i wondered you know for years years ago like you know why this guy wasn't on the top of a major wrestling organization that was national uh because his stuff was like blowing my mind when i first saw him uh, back when i first started watching um and i think he's like you know just doing great um i think uh Bushi is a guy that I've always also also always been like you know a huge fan of uh, watching over in Japan I thought that he was like one of the most mind-blowing athletes um, I'd ever seen in my life um and so, so to see him reach the top of the card in new Japan that was pretty cool uh, for me as well um th- there's a lot of guys I'm a fan of uh, Matt riddle Matt riddle is probably my favorite guy that's uh, on the wwe roster right now um, yeah, I just, Matt riddle real good yeah I mean not only does he have like you know the real um, you know uh, what's called, uh, you know, the, the legitimate, uh, you know, credentials as far as uh, his, um, background in the UFC, but I just love the character. I think that it's so refreshing. I think that it is, uh, it really stands out. Um, and he, he owns it, uh, you know, and he just like will pull off these one-liners and backstage segments that will really, uh, you know, get me to jump out of my chair. And, uh, I, I like the team with him and Orton, um, it, you know, seeing him and AJ Styles mixed up at SummerSlam, it's like I could see those guys wrestle forever uh, so, yeah, those would probably be a few of my favorites right now.
0: Yep, I definitely agree with that. I think him and Orton are really good tag team together. Then another For one sure. that I really like, too, is I, I think Baron Corbin does a great job. Whatever oh they my give gosh. him, he's amazing. The, the,
1: the, poor, the poor Corbin, and, and then he hits it big in Vegas. I mean, what a, yeah, what a great freaking story that was, right? <laughs>
0: Yep. And then I went, the,
1: right when, I, right, when I saw the vignette of, of him, you know, poor wandering the streets, I'm just like, I'm here for all of this.
0: Yep. <laughs> and then the women, I mean, Sasha Banks, I love her. I think she's great. Bianca Belair, like all the women are oh, yeah. really stepping up doing a great job as well. So a lot of good, a lot of good talent out there right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so back to you. So as a manager, do you still, did you still have to learn how to wrestle and get in the ring, even though you're a manager?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, make no mistake about it. Uh, anybody that you see performing on a professional wrestling show is trained. We still have to go to wrestling school. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I had to learn that I thought, you know, getting into managing, I was like, oh, I, well, I mean, I'm not a wrestler. This this can't be that uh, challenging, right? And boy, was I wrong. Um, just you know, from the first time you get out there, just knowing how to kind of move around ringside and like, you know, positioning and timing. I mean, that's something that whether you're a wrestler or a non-wrestler, you have to be aware of that and be in sync with everybody and everything that's going on. And that comes from training that comes from repetition. So yeah, I mean, I went to classes. Um, I had to, you know, obviously learn how to, you know, how to bump and, you know, how to, how to roll, how to, you know, give moves, take moves, uh, Give punches, take punches, all that stuff. So, yeah, um, I've had a couple, a handful of matches, uh, just a couple, um, but I hope to do more in the future. Um, i actually really uh, kind of uh, want to want to make that a thing where where I'm available to do those novelty matches uh, here and there when it makes sense storyline wise. Um, and don't want to. Um, I I don't want to go down the route of being a full time wrestler. I think, but I definitely want to kind of break that manager stereotype of being like. I, th- I think that people think that. Um, there is definitely a negative stereotype of managers and that's something that I've had to kind of combat over the years which is people think that uh, manager is a glorified fan essentially that you know you don't need the skill set of a wrestler and you don't even need to really be in shape or uh, or anything like that and um, I like to think that you know I can kind of uh, break, uh, break that curve, um, you know, break that streak and and be a manager. That's a little bit, you know, better on my feet and and more physically able to do certain things that other guys can't do.
0: How was your character created?
1: Well, originally the trust fund was just the explanation for why I was managing because I had already, I started managing for Northeast wrestling after I had already, Been announcing and doing commentary and stuff so we had to kind of explain to the fans well like why is he suddenly you know managing wrestlers the explanation being that my dad's trust fund kicked in and now i i could buy all these people but i played it pretty straight at first if you look back and you watch me in 2017 i'm not wearing the flashier suits um the voice wasn't quite as high pitched i kind of played it a little bit i didn't even have entrance music actually um, they would just kind of announce me to the ring usually wrong and I would just come out throwing a fit with no music. Um, and it was kind of it kind of started off as like, you know, I always had a knack for getting under people's skin in real life. Um, and that's what I was told to do at first, like, hey, just be that button pusher, and just go out and, and be you don't 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 like kind of get in your head of, of thinking I have to be I have to suddenly become this like character overnight, you know, it came organically. Over time, I started adding more and more wrinkles. And um, the more I thought about thinking how much I, you know, was actually infatuated with with money in real life um, and just like really dialed into my own finances and watching like Dave Ramsey videos and uh, the other guys on his team really helped, uh, you know, some verbiage become indoctrinated in my brain. Uh, but then like kind of thinking like, how can I crank that up to 11 and to be the this larger than life wrestling character, um, it was definitely something that I've added things to over time, and just wanting to uh, be- become more flashier with the outfits, more outspoken, and just more like louder, both like physically and verbally with the presentation. So uh, I'm glad that it-, it turned out the way it did because I think that if I had tried to just become this, you know, uh, you know th- this over the top rich guy right off the rip, I, I think it would have come off as phony. And I don't think it would have stuck the way it did. And I think that the way it's built kind of over the last four years is something that I'm pretty uh, happy and comfortable with. Who are some of the people that you represent and manage right now in wrestling, the trust fund in Northeast wrestling um, most prominently uh, is Mike Verna, Channing Thomas, and uh, the amazing Grayson's JP and Tommy uh, I'm also working with the Grayson's, uh, for standalone wrestling in October. Um, and then there's, um, you know, in other promotions, uh, like there's test of strength. I've worked with, um, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Pena over there pretty recently. Uh, and I'm going to be at their event, um, on, uh, September, uh, the 4th, um, coming, returning there to, uh, Torrington, um. Then there's, uh, let's see, um, over in uh, Invictus uh, Pro Wrestling, I was recently unveiled as the leader of this new group called SIN, which is basically based around the Seven Deadly Sins. Um, so I was uh, kind of uh, incognito under a mask for a little bit, and now I'm going to be with these guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my, my primary focus right now is uh, definitely with um, with the current uh, trust fund uh, collective over in NEW. Um, uh, having come off that, like, huge weekend in August, Um with uh, Mike Verna against Eddie Kingston and then managing uh, Channing and the Graysons against the Hardy
0: family office. So we've been pretty busy lately. And you love to get the crowd riled up and, you know, argue with the crowd a little bit and interact with the crowd. And sometimes you happen to rip a sign or two. Oh yeah. And (laughs) That actually inspired a podcast. So can you tell us about how your sign ripping started?
1: Oh that! Uh, oh, it was just too easy. I mean, I mean Joe Gramont and his guys. Uh, yeah, I actually did that podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah, I mean when they're just holding these anti-trust fund propaganda signs right in front of my face, I mean it's so tempting. It's too tempting not to just snatch it and rip it to shreds. And yeah, I mean usually I happen to have some help. Um, if you go back and uh, watch some footage um, on some of these shows, uh, usually uh, some of my trust fund assets are willing to grab a sign or two uh, to assist
0: the shredding because usually there's more than one. And do you have a rival or somebody, you know, who you're usually up against that the trust fund hates? Oh yeah.
1: We, uh, I would say that my biggest rival in wrestling over the last few years has been wrecking ball Ligurski. And obviously uh, we got a lot of history together. So wrecking ball was the first person that I ever managed. Um, He's how the trust fund started back in mid 2017 And he was only about a year into Northeast Wrestling and really just kind of starting to uh, take the next step in his career. And the two of us, I mean, we really, um, you know, we really helped each other out. And uh, collectively, I mean, he was undefeated for a year with me managing him and ultimately won the NEW Heavyweight Championship. But then when just after we hit the top of the mountain and he lost the title, uh, he turned on me. And I basically have been uh, on and off at war with him. Uh, it, was, it was pretty consistent for about um, uh, close to a year that followed the split, uh, which culminated in a tag team tables match uh, where I managed. Uh, the trust one at the time was Thrill Ride and Ron Zombie against Wrecking Ball and Bully Ray in Danbury. This was in Danbury. It was um, I, I think you were telling me your first event was the Darby Allen, John Moxley show. And Waterbury. This was a couple months before that. And it sadly ended with me getting splashed through a table by wrecking ball. And ever since then, um, you know, the, the rivalry has kind of been renewed in various places. I have across various promotions as well. I have been trying to find, you know, guy after guy to try to beat wrecking ball, whether it's in Rhode Island, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, um, I mean, I kind of joke at times like that we're like the Batman and Joker of the Indies.
0: <laughs> who would you like to manage that you haven't had a chance to manage yet?
1: I would say uh, for some, for some, for some guys on the Independents right now that I think would fit the trust fund brand pretty well. Uh, there's Alec Price and Charles Mason. Uh, those are two guys who I think uh, have. Um, a similar uh, affinity for, uh, for the dollars, uh, just like uh, yours truly. So that definitely uh, comes to mind. Um, And then, I mean, Hey, my wallet's open to just about anybody these days. Uh, So there's certainly uh, some guys uh, particularly on the AEW roster that I mean, I mean, think about it. If, if big money, Matt Hardy, and Jared Silverclay were, were to, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do we pool our money together or do we have another money fight? That's the question.
0: Good friends, better enemies. I think there's a lot of potential. And do you have a favorite match that you've been involved in? Favorite match I've been involved in. Uh, there have been,
1: there've been a few. Uh, I would actually say recently, speaking of Matt Hardy, um, one of them absolutely has to be uh, the trust fund versus the Hardy family office at six flags, great adventure, which just happened this past August and uh trust fund. There was Channing Thomas and the Graysons versus Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy, private party. And we were we were in the main event. Um, it was one of the biggest crowds that Northeast Wrestling has had over the last several years and certainly the biggest crowd since we have resumed events uh, following, uh, you know, the the brunt of the COVID pandemic. So there's really, an, it's an indescribable feeling to be out there in front of, uh, I you know, 3000 people at six flags in the main event, um, you know, with Matt Hardy, uh and, uh, and, the private party out there. I mean, it was, uh, like the energy was crazy. The people were so loud that you couldn't hear yourself think. And yeah, it, it was, it really, I, I, you know, I don't often get like, you know, as many goosebumps as I used to, but that was kind of one of those moments where like, you know, I'm at ringside and I was like, wow, this is really happening. Huh? And then at the end, uh, unfortunately, it ended pretty badly for me with me, uh, you know, taking um, a twist of fate from Matt, a swanton from Isaiah and a shooting star press from Mark Quinn all in a row. So I left hurting, but the people were going ballistic. So up um, all together, it was definitely a night I'll never forget.
0: What would you say you've learned most from working uh, in the wrestling industry and working with all these different promotions? Um. What I've learned most, I would
1: say, communication. Communication is key. Whether it's before, during, after an event, all aspects of wrestling, I think, can just be boiled down to communication and relationship building. Because you're, you know, in preparation, you you've got to talk about, you know, what's going on, what you want to do, and then the best way to do it. And then even while you're out there, being able to communicate at ringside and to be that really helps your ability to adjust on the fly and um, listening to each other and cooperating. I mean, that's that's the that that has to be, I think, the most essential component to making any match or segment work um, is making sure the guys are on the same page and talking to each other, read it and not just verbally, but body language as well. Um, and then it's just, you know, outside the confines, uh, the context of a wrestling event, I think, um, just relationship building and, uh, knowing, you know, who your go-to guys are in wrestling, because none of us can do this thing alone. Uh, we all have to have those guys to, uh, you know, to be there for one another and also, you know, give us the tough love when it's needed and just kind of, you know, be there through the ups and downs because, uh, this is. You know, it's not an easy industry to be a part of. Um, it's something you know. It really requires a lot of not just physical skill and toughness, but mental toughness as well, because um, the because that, that can sometimes be um, you know the most strenuous uh, aspect at times. So I really think that you know having your just having your go to people, uh, knowing you know who's in your circle. Um, it's so important. So I, I would say communication above all is the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from professional wrestling.
0: What would you say are three fun facts about yourself that maybe everybody might not know? Three fun facts. Um, one of them being that I am
1: a, I'm secretly a metalhead. A lot of people are surprised uh, when they see the, the clean cut uh, presentation. I think, uh, well, first of all, you hear my entrance music. You think that the killers are my favorite band and that's not the case uh, and Metallica is my favorite. And I've been to countless metal shows, uh, from, you know, guys like, um, you know, them and, uh, you know, Kiss and Def Leppard all up until, um, uh, bands of today. Uh, like, um, I, I mean, I've even been, I've even been to a couple of, like, you know, uh, death metal shows like Suicide Silence and stuff like that. And, uh, like Mayhem Festival when I was in high school. Uh, so, um, that's probably one surprising fact. um, Sports nut is another one. Um, completely obsessed with baseball and football. They they absolutely like run my world. Uh, you know, when I'm not involved in wrestling, I am usually consuming sports content in some capacity. Um, this is interesting. This is actually kind of tough because usually, usually it's the other way around. When I'm telling um, people outside wrestling the fun facts, the wrestling thing is what throws people off. So I have to kind of work backwards here. Um, and uh, I would say, hmm if i had to pick number 3 um probably probably my infatuation uh with cooking um real big foodie um and i am i like to consider myself a master of uh making the perfect steak sous vide which a lot of people don't even know what that method is or how to pull it off and uh i've it's something that i've dedicated myself to studying over the last few years with the help of some very good friends so there's three fun facts right there. Um, I'm, I'm sure I could probably think of something more outside the box, but like I said, usually wrestling is the,
0: what the, you do this. <laughs> okay. And what is next for Jared and the trust fund? What is in store that we can look forward to?
1: Well, as of recording, um, I understand that this is going to air at a later date, but we have a lot of a lot of fun coming up, uh, to be had in Northeast wrestling. Uh, as of recording, we've got our first event in Bethany Connecticut in a year and a half since right before COVID started, um, the NEW homecoming event in Bethany. And then we've got, uh, Danbury on October the 2nd. Uh, we have a return to Bethany after that on October the 16th. Um, which I think will still be in the future by the time this goes up. Danbury might have already happened um, if your if your schedule is uh, to be believed. Um, and then we've got uh, – I know we've got more events in Connecticut on tap in November, November 13th in Waterbury, the 20th in Bethany once again, um, standalone wrestling October 9th. Um, I've got the Graysons uh, going up against the rep for the standalone tag titles. Um, and we're just trying to take over the world, man. I mean, I, I really think in particular that – that weekend with N.E.W. Um, at uh, WrestleFest 25 in Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, working with um, Mike Verna against Eddie Kingston, and then Six Flags Great Adventure, HFO versus the Trust Fund. I mean, it really lit a fire under me. I am completely motivated to take my guys to the absolute top of this industry, and we're coming for every single opportunity we can find uh, with the ultimate goal being television. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let, my attitude right now is let's blow this thing up. Something's working and, um, you know, some people like it, some people really hate it. And those people are usually the loudest and the most fun to play with. So,
0: uh, let's see, sky's the limit. That's what I say. Okay. And now it's time to play the lightning round where oh, I'm going to ask round. you two things and you tell me which one you prefer. Oh, okay. So the first one, AEW or WWE? Pass. <laughs> CDs or records? CDs. too young Gummy for records. bears or Swedish fish? Gummy bears. I don't like the Swedish fish texture. Now I'm gonna make you choose between baseball and football. I go football. South Park. Who's the better character? Butters or Kenny? Butters how did you maybe that should be the fun
1: fact i am a massive south park fan i don't even know if you knew that no nope. you did you're not oh you did. okay okay no, you're not I, I love person. south park there you go fun fact number four south park was my
0: favorite show as a kid <laughs> blink 182 or always grounded <laughs> <laughs> blank rj wishes <laughs> corn dog chili dog or hot dog i thought we were only picking
1: from two here yeah
0: this one we did three
1: i'm gonna say corn dog but i really don't like any of these okay because you know one one's got a cornbread on it so that makes it a little bit better yeah
0: superstore or the office
1: superstore is that a show yeah Oh, that, that's, a, well, that's
0: a retail sitcom on NBC.
1: Oh, gotcha. I've never heard of it, never seen it, but I love The Office.
0: Okay. Office is my favorite grown-up show. Okay. Vintage or modern?
1: Eh. I, 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 let's go vintage. Let's be fun. Home delivery or in a restaurant? In a restaurant. Get off your butt. Get in the car. Go have a nice
0: meal and not something that's soggy. Yep. King of Queens or everybody loves Raymond?
1: Raymond, but
0: neither of those are really my cup of tea. Which would you rather have? A high IQ or a photographic memory? High IQ. I remember the things that are important. Okay. Okay. So that's it with the lightning round. So now why don't you tell everybody how they can contact you and where can they see you in action? What are the websites that they can see you and the trust fund? All right. You got to follow me on social
1: media, twitter.com slash Jared talks loud. What am I talking about? Handles here. Yeah. At Jared talks loud. Uh, Same with Instagram, same handle, facebook.com slash Jared talks loud. And visit my Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Silberkleit Trust Fund. Maybe one of these days I'll make that URL shorter. Um, but also uh, follow NortheastWrestling.com for um, updates on all our upcoming uh, events. And be sure to follow uh, them on social media at N-E-W Wrestling One. On Twitter, northeast at Northeast Wrestling. On Instagram, um, like the Northeast Wrestling Facebook page. Um, and, uh, and stay tuned because you never know where I'm going to show up, um, whether it's, uh, yeah, there's plenty of other promotions I've been working with, um, in the New England and uh, tri-state area lately, uh, sl- such as Invictus Pro Wrestling, Standalone Wrestling, um, XWA, uh, new world wrestling, extreme test of strength. Um, and you know, you never know uh, where I'm going to pop up next. So definitely follow me on Twitter. Um, and we'll see what the rest of 2021 holds and see what happens as we charge ahead into 2022.
0: All right. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And thank you guys for watching and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye everybody.